Praise God. Hallelujah. God bless you this morning. I'm Pastor Tuck and welcome to the word at my church. If this is your first time joining us, we want you to know you're in exactly the right place. You're exactly where God wants you to be. And I want to encourage you to share this broadcast with at least three people, because as believers, we have a mandate to spread the gospel of Christ all over the world. We are a teaching ministry with a mission to help people get better by teaching them how the word works. So go ahead and get your Bible, your notebook, your pen, your highlighter, and let's get ready to dig into God's word. And so right now we're going to have coming up the man of God, Pastor Damon Taylor from Victory Christian Ministries International in Charles County. And so I want you to get yourself ready to hear this word. And over the next few weeks, you're going to hear Pastor Damon coming to bring this word of God. And so God bless you. I love you. And I will see you in a few weeks. God bless you. And thank you. Have a great day. I'm so happy to see everybody in the house today. Listen, I have been... Um, um, Really just digging in, amen, on your behalf. Say, thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. Say it again. Thank you, Pastor. I have been digging and literally just wanting God's will to be done in your life and God's will to be done in our life for this time and season that we're living in. And I really believe that we are in this season where God is literally, he is really changing our souls, changing our heart. Work with me just a little bit. Walk on what that is up here. Sound like whoop, whoop, whoop. A little bit. Just a little bit. Amen. And I believe that us as believers and those that's online, those in person, we got to dig in. Somebody say dig in. We're like in boot camp. Anybody went through boot camp? Let me see your hands. I've never been through boot camp, but I, I, I think I might know a little bit about it by watching all the movies that I watched. But anyway, <laughs> training day, I mean, all, there's all these other movies. But not even training day. That wasn't even a boot camp movie. So you know I don't know. <laughs> but what I heard about boot camp is you literally got to dig in to get through the other side. They, had a, they tear you down, break everything out of you, but they pour everything they need on the inside of you. And sometimes it, that doesn't come until you, they, you are willing, honestly, to allow them to break you down to build you back up. And I want you to know that we are in training right now. We are in, in quote, unquote, spiritual, spiritual boot camp where God is literally looking to break us down and build us back up for what he needs in this time and season of our life. Right? Amen? Anybody with me today? So I believe that today, if you continue to go with me, we started some weeks ago on moving forward. Boom! Moving forward. And moving forward, we started, you know, for us to go with, do what God wants to do, we have to move forward. We have to get out of the, a standstill mode. We have to get out of a, a, a season of where we just let things flow. Amen? But we got to do something. Somebody, somebody say, do something. Somebody say, put your foot on the pedal. Man, I, need, I need all gas, no brakes. In this season of your life. Amen. I need you to move forward what God has for you. And we cannot allow our past. We cannot allow even with the circumstances we're going through right now to rob us what God has called you to in this life. So we said, hey, for us to move forward, we got to do something. And it's a steps to move forward. And the first step we said is you got to you have to be the be. Right. And what does that mean? We have to know who we are in this season. It's important that you identify who you are in this season. We begin to go through. If you don't you know, go to go to YouTube and go to um, VCMICC and, and go back to back to the past. We start talking about who we are and talking about we are a living, speaking spirit from God of God. We that's who we are. We are. And we possess a soul, our mind, will and emotions. And, and we live in a body. And, and those three things make up who we are. Y'all remember that? Anybody remember that? And we said that in that Knowing who we are is so important in the season of our life because there's always somebody that's trying to tell you who you are. Yeah. It's always someone on your job, someone in your household, someone in your community, someone on social media, always trying to tell you who you are. But how many know it's important for you to know who you are yourself? Yeah. 
Because when you know who you are yourself, you will no, no longer be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. You know because you can stand firm in knowing who you are. Somebody say, I am, I am. a living, living. speaking living. spirit from God and of God. And we, you know, you, you can go back to the, the, the slides and I can tell you how to get there, how we got there. But I got to move forward today. I got I to gotta keep going. You know what I mean? But God's like, demand, okay, let's go. Don't, don't, don't review that long. All right? So we said we find out who we were. And then the second thing is, first of all, you got to know who you are. And then you, know, you got to know whose you are. You got to know who you are and what you come from. I come from my source is God. Your source is God. If you look at Genesis, the Bible says that he breathed into man, and, and he breathed into the nostrils of man, and a living soul came together. How many know we are a living soul because we're God, we come from God? Everybody quiet. You come from God. Anybody believe that? If you don't believe it, I'm going to keep on giving it to you. We come from God. I, yes, you might say, it goes past your mama, go past your granddaddy, go past your great-granddaddy, go past all the ancestors, go past all those. Because at the beginning, you came from God. At the beginning, I came from God. So when God breathed into Adam, he breathed into me. So every breath you take is a reminder who you are and whose you are. I come from God. So on the inside of me, it have everything that pertains to life and godliness already on the inside of me. So what does the devil do? He, he always is trying to get you to forget who you are. He's always trying to get you to question who you are. He started back in Genesis. What did he tell Eve? Did God really say? How many of how many the devils been trying to question your identity? Question who you are and whose you are and who you belong to. I belong to God. You belong to God. Now we, we, we obey it and also that's on us. But how many know at the core, you belong to God? At the core, I know who I am. No, I know who I am. I'm not going to sing tomorrow. Keep on. Somebody said keep on pace. We're here because I know, I know I got a good song on the inside of me. I don't know what the song might be, but I got a song for you. It come up out of my spirit and sometimes out of my soul. Y'all catch that later. So for us to move forward, we realize that we know who we are, whose we are, we come from. And the second thing, third thing we need to know is we got to know where we're going. We have to know who we are, whose we are, and honestly, who, what are we here for? What, what's our, look at this, what is our? purpose. So we start talking about on New Year's Eve on purpose, and then if you are available on Thursday's nights, Pastor Portia has been doing an excellent job on Thursday night Bible study. In person, she has been knocking out the park one time, and she's been literally, literally just dissecting. She talked about a little bit. I don't know. You talked about so much stuff yesterday, but that purpose on Thursday, I'm like, oh my God! So She's been talking about that. So here it is. We have to know not only who we are, because that's the starting point. Because if you don't know who you are, it, it, we, you might as well go home. You got to know whose you are, your source. Who is your source? Who is your source? Thank you. Who is your source? On this side, who's your source? On that side, who's your source? I'm saying, no, move. And then knowing that, after you know who you are, who is your source, why did he breathe into you? Why did he give you life? 
Because well, a lot of times we go through life every day trying to figure out who we are. And because we don't know who we are and trying to figure out what is our purpose in life. Your, your job is not your purpose. But your purpose affects your job. Your children is not your purpose. But your purpose affects your children. Your spouse, oh glory, is not your purpose. But your purpose affects your spouse. And if we ever get that, because a lot of times we hone into things that's not our purpose. If we've made that our purpose, we made that an idol because we see it. And we think we accomplished that. But there's something on the inside of you. There's a God on the inside that has breathed life on the inside of you for this season of your life. Somebody say purpose. purpose. Some one more time, purpose. purpose. Let's look at the familiar scripture that we're starting with this year. And this scripture you need to look at for the rest of the year. Every day you want to look at this scripture. Proverbs 4.25 in the Passion Translation. Literally, every day you want to start off with this scripture. Amen. It says, set your, gaze on the plan, on the, set your gaze on the path before you, but we're fixed, somebody said, we're fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions, set your gaze or set your vision on the path before you, somebody set your vision on the path before you. How do I do that? With fixed purpose. I set my vision on the path before me with fixed purpose. We'll fix purpose, looking straight ahead, ignoring life's distractions. How many know life has distractions? I need y'all. How many know there's a bit? Anybody say life has some distractions? I know doing this fast has been really, I've been, I've been really uh, uh, noticing how much I was addicted to so- social media. I mean, you look at one thing, and next thing you scroll, you scroll, you scroll, you hit something, then you know to another joint, then you're on another joint, and that's you no know, for two or three hours. You done missed because you don't have fixed purpose. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm a YouTube person. So I hit one story, then that will take you to another story, then it'll take you, you like that one? Then it's, add, don't ask me if y'all like that. I got something else for you. How many, how many, there's so many distractions that's in our life. There's so many distractions where you have people calling you every single day with the same, same distractions. And you're just giving them an answer and they stop doing it. Or they don't do it. Anybody ever did it before you told somebody the answer? And they call you two weeks later, I need, I need $500 more, dollars. What happened to the $500 I gave you last week? Well, see, what happened was, what happened was you didn't learn from your lesson. Somebody said distractions. There's so many distractions. He said this is not the time. To, you have to, somebody said ignore life's distractions. Watch where you're going. Somebody said watch where you're going. It's in this season. You need to watch where you're going. Watch where you're going in your mind. Watch where you're going physically. Watch where you're going. Stick to the path of truth. Whoo, that's the test right there. Stick to the path of truth. And the road will be safe and smooth before you. He didn't say distractions wasn't going to come. He said ignore them. I I want to tell you something. Sometimes when distractions come, we think we're not in the will of God. He said distractions will come, but you need to what? He didn't say it wasn't going to come. He didn't want to say they weren't going to try to distract you. He says, you need to ignore them. You know how the person, when somebody talks to you, you're ignoring them. You're dead, but uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. that's cute. Uh-huh. You're not even listening to them. You're talking about dinner? you talking about what you're going to eat after the fast? He says, don't allow yourself to be sidetracked for even a moment or take a detour that leads to 
leads to, he says, look at this. He says, don't allow yourself. So whose responsibility to stay on and fix purpose? He says, a lot of times we're trying to put the, the pressure on God. And he says, you don't allow yourself. Look how much power you have. You don't allow yourself to be distracted. You don't allow yourself to be sidetracked for even one moment. This, this is time. I'm not going to allow myself to be sidetracked. I'm not going to allow you. You better, that, number, that person who keep calling you around 2 o'clock and you know what it is for. You better do not answer. Change the name to danger, danger. <laughs> Darkness, dark. Because you know why they're calling you at 2 in the morning? You know why they're calling you. I love you, baby. You better ignore that text. Take that ringer off. Take, take that Key Sweat ringer off for them. Some of y'all don't even know who Key Sweat is. You know what I mean? You got that ring on. You know, don't disturb it. Take it off. Don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. Can, can, can we be true? Because anybody had certain sounds and it took you somewhere? Anybody have a certain song that took you somewhere? Yeah. I hear certain songs. I know where Go-Go I was at. Yeah. Fight! I know where I was when that song came on. Well, it brings distractions. Sometimes familiarity brings distractions. Let me keep moving. That's just the beginning scripture. We said that a, a, a set means to put in a particular place or order, to place in a, in a particular position or posture, to be, listen, to be settled in something, to be unmovable in something, ironclad, to be um, 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 concluded, determined, I'm not going to be moved. You know how you're determined, your kids are determined, they're going to do what they want to do? Won't you be determined, I'm going to do what God tells me to do? In this season, I'm determined nothing's going to get me off because I need smooth sailings. I need, I need, I need to move forward. I need to move, move forward what God has. I need to push forward. So sometimes pushing forward can take you after now. I can't be moved by you. I, last year, you, you got me through. I was good for the first three months, and the next time, you finally got me. You kept on pressing me. No, I'm not going to be moved by that. I'm not, you, you, I, have, I am determined I'm going to move forward. My fancy is going to be different this year. My finances are going to be different this year. My, 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 my body is not my own. It's given to God. I make a decision. Some of y'all need to say that. I've received it. Sometimes you might need to do it by faith. Somebody say purpose. The reason which something exists or is done or made or used, an intended desire or result. Somebody say, how many know your life, ha ha there's a reason why you exist? There's a reason why you are here today. There's a reason why God breathed on the inside. There was an intended use that God had for you. And it's my responsibility and your responsibility, look, to find out what it is and to stay there. Somebody say, stay there. Another verb is to set as an aim. This is my purpose. I'm setting here my attention here. And I'm going to go for myself to attend it or a design. I have a design. God designed me for a purpose and a reason. For my life. Amen. Somebody say fixed. fixed. Somebody say fastened. Somebody say fastened. Fastened. Attached. attached. Ooh, fastened and attached. I got this one. Firmly implanted. Stationary, rigid, not moving. There's times in your life that you can't be moved. I'm, 
I'm not going to be moved off of this. I'm not going to be moved off of this. I'm, I'm not going to be moved off the promises of God. I'm not going to be moved what God promised me. I'm going to stay here until I see I'm fixed in this area. Why are you not doing I'm, I'm good. What, what's going on? I'm fixed right now. I'm good. I'm not going to be moved. No, no devil in hell, no person on earth is going to keep me from the promises of God. I got to fight for what I want. I'm going to get this master's this year. I'm not going to be moved. I'm going I'm to get this new job this year. I'm, I'm going to move up this year. I'm, I'm, no, no, I don't got time. I got to study. I can't go to club like we did last year. I can't do this like we did last year. I can't be drinking like that. I got to keep my mind sober so I can get to the next level. I am fixed on the promises of God. I got to keep. It's when you settle and you begin to take off the restraints, things begin to now fall off. But when you are fixed, Man, you, I, I'm going to college. I'm playing football, so nothing else matters. I'm, going, I'm working out in the morning. I'm going running in the morning. Well, I'm fixed on the promises. I know for a fact I'm going to the NBA. I know for a fact I'm going to the NFL, and nothing's going to separate me from that. When you begin to look at people that, that are at a higher level in, in sports, you see what they, what, how they was fixed. You begin to see when, when, when everyone else was doing everything, they stayed firm. They stay fixed in what God called them to do. They stay fixed what they wanted. They stay fixed on their promise. But how many know, why is it rarity that people do that? Because people, people don't have, some people's purpose is just to get to the NBA. But there's other people's purpose, I'm going to be a champion in the NBA. There's a difference. Because when people get to the NBA, they get the money, they get the game, they, for NFL, all these things, whatever your pinnacle is. Out of that, you have now achieved your purpose. So now you now take off restraint. Some of you on your job, you wanted to be a supervisor. Your, job, your goal was to be a supervisor, not to be able to lead people. So when you become a supervisor, now you don't do nothing because you don't know your purpose. Your purpose was to be a supervisor. Your purpose wasn't to lead people at a greater level. It's a difference. It's a difference. How many know people like that? They was hard workers, but then you give, put a title on them. What happened? Well, you, was a, you was the first one here. Now you're the last one here. And you stop and get coffee. And then you went to go get bagels, Einstein bagels too. You made two stops to get here and you late now. Well, because the purpose was the title. The purpose was the title, not the responsibility. Purpose comes with responsibility. The purpose in your life comes with responsibility. And when God gives you purpose, he gives you responsibility. When God gives you purpose, he gives you responsibility. God wants you to be the best that God calls you to be in every area of your life because now you're responsible for that child. You're responsible for that spouse. You're responsible for that job. You're responsible for the home that God gave you. Now, so my purpose now gives me responsibility. Not responsibility gives me purpose. I'm, I'm gonna do it when I get, when I get that job. I'm gonna get everything. My 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 uh my finance is gonna be good when I get that when I get that job. My house. No, no. You trying to make, now make the responsibility to no over purpose. No purpose and then responsibility. This is my purpose. I am I am called to live in Charles County to change Charles County. That's my one of my purposes. You know what I mean? So in that everything I do in this church outside the church is from the reflection of my purpose. People are going to change. When you get in front of me, I'm, I'm going to have something good to say. Hey, you talking again? I go to the doctor's office. I'm talking to him. I'm, why? I'm, I'm, going to, I'm, they, I'm going to the store. I'm talking. Why? Because I know my purpose. My purpose is to encourage you. My purpose is this is my stomping ground right here. So you see me in Charles County, you're going to see me. I'm, I'm always, why? Because I know my purpose in life. 
And because I'm in my purpose, I can never turn it off. What's your purpose in life? So we're going to start here. Let's start right here. Two things that keep you from, your, from finding your purpose. Let's start there first, right? The two things that keep us from finding our purpose is this, certainty and limited beliefs. Certainty and limited beliefs. You're like, what's certainty? Let me say, here it is. Certainty, the need, to be, need for stability and predict, predictability is one of the deepest human needs. Routine helps us conserve mental energy and staying in our comfort zones. And they can keep us from feeling anxious and getting hurt emotionally and physically. But, it all, but also it prevents growth. It keeps you, fulfill, um, um, keeps you in unfulfilling jobs and unhealthy relationships. It prevents us from finding purpose. How many have been in a relationship and you know you don't belong there? You already know what he's going to do. He's all cute and stuff the first time of the year. And then around June when it get hot, he's beating you inside your head. Then around the holidays, he get himself together so that y'all can stay together. And then we do the routine, same routine been going on for. But because you're used to it. It's a certainty he's going to love me for at least three months. It keeps us from growth. Y'all quiet. Y'all. I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about somebody else you know. <laughs> so we stay in re- unhealthy relationships or we stay in these places so we won't have anxiety. Because sometimes here it is. We're here. I'm going to say it. It's whatever. You know what I mean? Dysfunction is what we used to. It's easy to be in dysfunction than function. It's easy to be in chaos. I thrive in chaos. That's not the normality, though. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be, the only time you, it's, it's too quiet. I can't sleep. But you, but you go around, you're going around somebody and they shooting and you can sleep all night. That's a problem. When you're in the hood, you, when you're in the quiet in the suburbs, you can't sleep. It's quiet. Why? Because dysfunction now has become your reality. Yeah. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? Anybody might say, well, it's too quiet. Why is it so dark? I don't hear nothing. But you go to the hood, bow, bow, bow. it's five in the morning. <laughs> Chaos. And that's a certainty. So, so what's in your life that you have made a certainty that has not caused you to grow? You are, you are stuck in the place. Some people, I know God called you on your job to be, be the leader, but because that's more work. They're going to give you a raise, but you still, your mind is, that's more work. Now I got to be responsible for people. I don't want that responsibility. But you trained everyone that's over you. You know more than them. You complain to the people that you, because you know more than them, but you trained and you won't now step up your, because of certainty, so now it won't cause you to grow. Keeps you from your purpose. When was your purpose? When if your purpose was, was to be right under the CFO? When was your purpose that? But because you are so, I'm good right here, Pastor. Don't ask me to do no more, no less. I've, I'm good, right? Anybody seen people like that? And look what takes place. There's no growth. You can go some jobs that you left 10 years ago and go back to that job and that person's same in the same position. Because now the certainty has robbed them of their purpose. 
what certainty has robbed you of your purpose? You know God called you to get a new house. We good right here, Pastor. I know for a fact if I stay in this townhouse, I just got this little bit of grass to cut. You know what I mean? I know, I know for a fact. I know, you know what I mean? But you know you got five kids. And the neighbors are mad at you because your kids are just on the wall. Boom, 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 boom. And you know you, but because certainty says, I can handle this, it, I'm going to have to now work on this next level. So you rather your kids be in that little area in the backyard, can't even move, busting out the fence because they can't move because this is what I'm used to. You know, I'm looking at the men because, you know, we love certainty. We love to be, anybody, man, can y'all help me out? We love to be comfortable. We, why you want to move? You want to move? Who does that? We good right here. We don't got to go nowhere. Shoo, what? Move? Where they do that at? Everywhere. They do that everywhere. We've been living this house 30 years. We good. Bloop, bloop, bloop. We can't, don't use that light switch. You know what I'm talking about. You're so used to, oh, it's raining. Go get the bucket. We already know what's going to happen. Certainty. Certainty. The second one is limited belief. Somebody say limited belief. The stories we tell ourselves about who we are can either hold us back or prevail us towards fulfillment. Limiting beliefs that, we'll, that we're not good enough that we don't deserve to be happy, lead us to limiting behaviors like fear and self-sabotage. You could be out of relationship. God finally delivered you. But your limited belief is, I can't really live without him. So you self-sabotage. What you doing? You know I didn't mean that. I'm playing. I love you. God delivered from the relationship because you have limited belief that you can hold it on your own. Keeps you from your purpose. Why is it so quiet? Am I saying something there? We, we, we get to places where we self-sabotage our own destiny. We self-sabotage what God is doing. You ever, you ever, everybody ever had something happen? You had a, a season in life where everything was doing good. Something's about to go happen wrong because this is too good to be true. Something's about to happen. You done got your bills paid now. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You see people out there that get the bills paid. They're doing these things. And everything's happening. They're like, I don't know. I just got braced myself. Something bad about to happen. Limited belief that this, you belong here. You deserve this. I just deserve this house. You deserve that job. Limited belief says, you know what? Whew. Somebody get on you one time, and now you're dragging, you're going, going to work late, you mad at everybody, you're self-sabotaging what God put you at. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody, not you, but anybody know somebody like that? Self-sabotage their own life. You'd be right with God, you'd be right in the relationship you're supposed to be at, but because you're used to dysfunction, you got the person you want. You've been praying for, believing God for, and doing, he, he, his picture's actually on your vision board. 
You done cut him out. Put him on the vision board. You got him. I don't know. It's just, he's just too good to be true. I, I'm used to Mo just clipping me up and hitting me. I'm, now, he don't, he's so good. He a simp. Self-sabotaging what God has for you and your purpose. I don't want nobody to tell me what, what, how good I am. I want somebody to tell me I'm not. That's what motivates me. You need to repent, and you don't know who you are. You want somebody to what put you down when you got somebody there to lift you up? You'd rather leave the house and go mess with some woman that you know don't like you? She just want to get from you? There's somebody in your house that's lifting you up, there for you, make sure you're good? Self-sabotaging the vision and purpose of your life? Because of you? Huh? I love when people preach with me. Come on! Dude, here we are at the beginning of the year. God's bringing this to us. Because sometimes we don't know who we are or who we are is, have been um, um, watered down. So you think you're supposed to receive that. You think you're supposed to be with this type of person. You think you're supposed to. That's how you are. And if you don't, it's uncomfortable. How many know in life it's good to be uncomfortable? Because it keeps you fixed focus. Now, I got to focus on something. If, you've been, if you're comfortable in every part of your life, you need help. If everything in your life is comfortable, when your job is comfortability, when your household is comfortability, it's time for you to grow. You're not growing anymore. Remember this. Your life is like an escalator. And you know how the escalator, when it's coming down and you got to run up and you got to keep on running? And when you stop running, what happens? How many of your life is always trying to bring you down? The devil's always trying to bring you down. You always got to press. Look what the Bible says. Press towards the mark. Why is there a press towards the mark? There's always something to try to come against you. Amen. Can I get amen to that? Amen. Anybody feel like stuff's been trying to come at you? Can I tell you who it is? It's the darn devil. He hates that you are on fire for God. He hates that you have a purpose and plan. He hates that you are now the apple of God's eye. He hates that so much that he does everything he can to keep you out of purpose. If I get you out of purpose, I can get you out of your life. You, now you're, not, you're no longer living. You're now just existing. You're no longer living. You're now existing. What does existing mean? The only thing I think about is what I'm going to eat, where I'm going to sleep, and where I'm going to use the bathroom at. That's what animals do. That's what animals do. Animals think about what they eat, where they're going to sleep at, and where they're going to use the bathroom. <laughs> and when you're not living, living is moving towards something. Living is expanding. Living is pushing forward. Living, and when you're not doing that, you're just existing in life. I want you to come alive. I want you to rise and shine. Everybody do that homework assignment, Isaiah 60 and 8, 61. I need you to arise and shine in the season. I need you not just to exist. That's why when people exist, that's why it's easy for you to kill somebody. Because you don't see the purpose of their life because you don't know the purpose of your life. That's why you can just shoot nobody and think none of it. Y'all want to go get some carry out? You know, shot up the whole block and now you're going to get some carry out? Why? Because you're existing, you're not living. That's why you could do this something to people and you, you walk away like that and have no remorse about it because you're just existing. Existing is all I'm worried about in my life is when I'm going to eat, where I'm going to sleep at, and everything else is, 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 it don't even matter. 
How many know people like that? Not you. How many know people like that? They're just existing. I don't know about you. I need to live. I don't want to exist. For us, again, these are two things that rob us of our purpose. But let's look at the purpose. Y'all ready to get to our purpose? God has a purpose for you. Getting in his purpose must be your, your, our life pursuit. Somebody say that's our life pursuit. Jeremiah 1.5 says, before I formed you in the belly, this is God speaking, I knew thee. And before, before, the, the, before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified this. Let's start over. He said, before I formed you. In your, in, your, in, in, in your mother's belly, I knew you. Where was you at? How did he know you? Can you imagine? I, I, I've been living, I lived in eternity before this time. I'm living in eternity now, and then when I leave this earth, I'm continuing to live in eternity. How many know God wants you, to, wants you to return back to him? But the choices you make here determine if you return back to him. God wants you to return back to him. But the choices I make determine where I return to. I'm going to say it one more time. God wants you to return back to him. So that means I came from him. Before you, I was, you was formed in your, well, let me read it, make sure. Before I was, where is it at? The next page, that's what it is. Before I formed thee in, thy, in the belly, I knew thee. And before, I, before thou camest forth out the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet to, uh, to nations. He was talking to Jeremiah. He said, before I knew you, you was, uh, I knew you. Before you was formed, I already knew you. Before I, I already knew you, Paul. I knew what you was going to be. Then he said, not only that, because I knew you, I sanctified you. What does that mean? I set you apart. Can you, I don't care who your mama and daddy is. I don't care what, you know, sometimes we talk about the DNA, and those are true, those things that we have to work through. But at the beginning, you come from God. And because I come from God, he already knew me. He knew what my attitude was going to look like. He already knew what my personality was going to be. So in that, he already sanctified. Somebody say he sanctified me. That's so good to me. When we begin to go after God, when we begin to go after his love, and we begin to go after him, we begin to see who we are. We begin to see who we are. I, lo- I-, I want to know, Kyle, you got a purpose for my life. I just don't want to go to do this, do this. God, find, me, find out what my purpose is, and then I'll go do that. Find out, where my, find out what your purpose is, and then get there with your purpose. Don't try to find your purpose at that job. Don't try to find your purpose in that relationship. Because how many know when you try to find your purpose in your relationship, you hold on to that relationship? Because now you're trying to find something. No, no. Find who you are, and then get into a relationship. And make sure the person that you're in a relationship know who they are. Because you don't want to get in a relationship and they don't know who they are. That part. That part. But start with you first. Get your mind right. And then begin to go. So let's look at another scripture. I love this. Ephesians, Ephesians 2.10 in the message Bible says, For we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art. Tell yourself, I'm a work of art. Say it again, I'm a work of art. Say with an attitude, I'm going to work hard. Because sometimes when you don't know who you are or where you come from, he just proved both of those right there. He told you who you were and where you come from. You are his workmanship. I'm a worker of art. There's nobody like me. There's nobody like them all. There's no, no, one, no one like you. There's no one like you. There's no one like you. There's no one like you. I'm a worker of art. Tell your neighbor I'm a worker of art. Hey, tell your neighbor I'm a worker of art. 
Tell your neighbor, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to work hard. It says, I'm a worker art created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared, look at this, for us beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we would walk in them living the good life. We live in the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us. Tell your name, I'm living a good life. Because, say because, God prearranged my life. Because I'm a worker art. I'm living a good life. Somebody, anybody say you're going to live a good life in 2024? With this mindset, not trying to do it on your own. I'm living a good life because I'm a work of art because of who he made me. And because of who he made me, I have the ability, I have the responsibility to live a good life. Oh, that's so good to me. I'm going to live the good life because I'm in his purpose and I'm in his plan. Oh, I need y'all to get it. I want to teach y'all today. I want y'all to look at these scriptures differently now. Because who you are, when you, when you realize that you are the work of art, you realize there's certain things you won't, you won't accept. I'm not going to accept disrespect. I'm going to work, work of art. I'm not going to accept low self-esteem because I'm a work of art. What, we try, what do we try to do all our life? We try to be somebody else. We don't know our own identity. We have now made other people's name give us identity. We, what do I mean by that? Gucci is a name. But a lot of times people wear Gucci to give them an identity that they're rich. It's a name. It's somebody's last name. But we're taking somebody's identity to give us value. To give you value. So you, 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 you rather have all this on your face, all these names on your body, which is nothing wrong with it. Go wrong. Come Gucci lay different than Walmart. I'm just sorry. It lays different. Louis Vuitton, it, 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 it feels different than... But... Though those things don't make me who me who I am. If anything, I give value to those things. Anybody know Gucci lays different? Nobody, y'all. Balenciaga lays different. Oh, let me bring it down. Coach lays different. Boss lays different than polo. I don't care what nobody say. I used to be a polo man, but when you start putting some balls on, it it's, it lays different. You, you know what I'm talking about. Y'all like, what do y'all wear? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What y'all wear? <laughs> I'm about to say something. I'm not going to say it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Christian, say, don't do it. Say, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm about to say something. Don't do it. We're going to stay, stay, stay. Yeah, yeah. Stay, stay safe. Stay safe. I'm going to stay safe. Move forward. Move forward. Right. Let's look, at, let's look at the scripture in the passage translation. I'm going to read 1 through 10. So just to get the, the fullness of the scripture. And his fullness fills you, even though you were once like corpses, dead in your sins and offenses. It wasn't that long ago that you lived in religion, customs, and values of this world. 
obeying the dark ruler of the earthly realm, who fills the atmosphere with his authority and with works diligently, who work and works diligently in the hearts of those who are disobedient to the truth of God. The corruption that was in us from birth was expressed through the deeds and desires of our self-life. We lived by whatever natural cravings and thoughts our minds dictated. Living as rebellious children subject to God's wrath like everyone else. How I many he said not long ago? Some people said some, not long ago you was like that. We did whatever we want, whatever felt good. Whatever felt good, I just did it. It's whatever. Next morning we talked about, I did that. But that night, last night, it felt good. It, was my, it, it felt natural. My not, those natural cravings. Be a disobedient to God. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Look at verse three, uh, verse four says, "But God." Somebody say, "But God." So what does that mean? When you say "but," it counts out everything else. It counts out every other part of that scripture before that. But God. Somebody say, "But God," still loves us with such great love. Tell your neighbor. Come on, don't tell your neighbor. Look up and say, "God, thank you for still loving me." Even oh, come on, God, thank you for still loving me. Come on, y'all. It's okay. God forgave y'all. It's okay. You might still smell like the party from last night. It's cool. Say, God, thank you for still loving me. With such great love, he is so rich in compassion and mercy. He is so rich in his love and mercy. He is so rich in his compassion. He is so rich in his love. He is so rich in loving me. I receive that. Even when we were dead and doomed in, in, in our many sins, he united us in every, in, into the very life of Christ and saved us by the wonderful grace. Thank you for saving DeMond. Thank you for saving Paul. My God. Thank you for saving Portia. Woo. She needed to be. Thank you for saving Portia. Thank you for El saving Elder Sean K. Dennis. Thank you for thank you for saving Brandon. My God, I remember when. Oh, glory. Thank you for saving us. Come on, y'all. Some of you right now need to say thank you. Thank you for saving me. He raised us up. With Christ, the, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of his heavenly realm. Oh, wow. First he said we was under the authority of the devil. In verse one, 3, 2, it says we was in authority over the devil. He says, but now we're under the authority of him. In verse 6, he says, he, um, he uh, um, uh, uh, well, let me go back. Right there. Glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. Somebody say co-seated. Co so what I love about that scripture, when, Jesus, when God sees you, he sees Christ. When I gave my life to Jesus Christ, when now when he sees me, he sees himself. Amen. Oh, anybody receive that today? That when, when God looks down from heaven, he sees himself. When God looks down from heaven, he sees himself. 
with God, even when I've done certain stuff, stupid stuff, when I repent, even when I'm not repent, God sees himself because I gave my life to him. Oh, that's so good. Throughout the coming ages, we will, we will be the visible display of an infinite, infinite riches of his grace and his kindness, which was showered upon us in Jesus Christ. For by grace you have been saved by faith. Nothing you did could ever earn this salvation. Let me tell you right now, this scripture defies a lot of churches right now. A lot of churches try to get you to a place where you think you got to work for your salvation. It's nothing I did that I received salvation. Only thing I did was receive him. When I received Jesus, I am saved. And now, moving forward in life, if I want to see God's grace and his infinite love, I now pursue him daily. But it does not take away who I am. That, 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 okay. Let me clean that up. Let me finish that. Let me do a complete sentence. But my responsibility is I have to continue to go after him. Because there is something called a reprobate mind. And those who knew God, and they turned their back on God. And when he says, when you turn your back on God, now I will leave you to yourself. That's a total difference. I'm, in this room, do not ever turn your back on God. Because when you turn your back on God, now this reprobate mind that the world is trying to give you now, you don't need God. You, you don't need that. You don't need, you don't need to go to church. You don't need to pray all the time. That's, who does that? You got to fast. We don't got to fast. God. Fasting has nothing to do with God. It has everything to do with you. And the devil does everything he can to get you to a place of a reprobate mind. Listen to what I'm about to say. Give you his mind. Anybody want the devil mind? Because I know that's what happens to him. He was in heaven. He had all the experiences of heaven. He was in the very throne room of God. He had all around him, all the angels, and all around him. He, was, he has on the inside of him. The Bible says he had instruments on the inside. He had music on the inside of him. When he began to speak, harmony came out. Can you imagine somebody speaking and the, the perfect tone came out your mouth? Perfect harmony. But it got to a place where God, that's not good enough. I want more. I don't want you no more. And he gave him, the Bible says, he, but look at this. He cast him out, but then he says one-third of heaven went with him. So his one-third of heaven thought the same way. So now he has a permanent residence in hell. And his goal is I want to get everyone that loves God or God loves to go to hell with him. How do I do that? If I could turn your believer off, I could turn your sense off of who you are, and you reject God. How do I reject God? I know what God has said. I know what God wants me to do. And I say, you know what? It's not good enough. I'm Look, what, you know what it's saying? You know what God's devil, the devil said? I'm better than you, God. How many know when you turn and reject God, you're saying, I'm better than you, God? I don't need you, God. I'm better than you. I know how to do this life better than you. So I had to bring a complete sentence. But when I give my life to Jesus and I continue to keep it in my heart, no one in this room is going to be perfect. Come on, put the camera right here. 
No one in this room is going to be perfect. No one online is going to be perfect. I'm not saying that. But when you continue to go after God, continue to grow after God, continue to be better in God, when you begin to do that, there is going to be this, this God's grace to get out of anything. God's mercy to get out of anything. God's grace to get out of anything. But when you make a decision, I don't need God. And what the devil's doing now is trying to get everybody in, in the world to become atheists. He's trying to now get you to a place that God don't even matter. And if I get you to a place that God doesn't matter, I can now take your soul. And if I can take your soul, you're already going to hell. There's so many people. Now, here it is. You, you, there's so many, I'm, I'm going to go on. But there's so many musicians, even right now, so many artists already saying, you know, I didn't get my, my, my soul to hell. Together. And then you listen to this music, you're going to hell with me. It's an artist that said that. I sold my soul. I sold my soul. And y'all doing this song with me. And guess what? He said it's in a concert. Y'all going to hell with me. And y'all still. Wah, wah, wah. I just thrust my hips like that. I think I did it twice, too. Somebody erased that from the tape. I don't want nobody to remember me thrusting my hips. <laughs> that was not. <laughs> Stay to the Bible. Anyway, <laughs> Bree, don't laugh at me like that. You didn't have to laugh that hard. I didn't put you. But if you go, you, it's on YouTube. He said it. Y'all are dumb. But come on, let's go. And everybody, ah, ah. I'm not going to do it. See, I'm about to do it again. <laughs> but when I continue to know what my purpose is, but how do we get there? How do people get there? Because they don't know their purpose. How, how do young folks get there? How do adults get there? Because you don't know our purpose in him. Let's look at verse 10 here. We have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. I don't know about you. That is so God. God had already planned your life out. I just love God. We heard a word last week, don't quit. Somebody said, don't quit. Because when you begin to align yourself, and you can testify even more, when you begin to align your life up with God, when you begin to align yourself, when you begin to self-care and begin to go after God, and, but God, I just want your will to be done, I don't know how he does it. Start, things start moving towards his good work. It's when we fight, buck against what's, what he wants to do. That is always a struggle. But when you just cast your cares, when you throw up your hands and say, God, let thy will be done. Let your will be done, God. Let your will be done in this marriage. Let your will be done in my finances. I can't do it no more. I've been trying. That didn't work. I went to that course. I went to that coach. I went, hey, let your will be done. When you throw your hands up into his hands, we begin to find out what his purpose is. He begin to direct your life. I don't know about you. I need my life to be directed. Take it over. That's good, sir. Take it over, Jesus. Let's look at, look, Pastor Post did this first on, on, on Thursday. I had to do it. 2 Timothy 1 and 10. He has saved us and called us to a holy life. 
not because of anything we have done, but because of the look at it, because of his his own purpose and his own grace. Someone say his own purpose and his own grace. He saved you, and he has given you his own purpose and his own grace. Come on, right now, lift up your hands and say, God, I receive your purpose and your grace. I receive your purpose and your grace. I receive your purpose. Here it is. Look, not only your pur- his purpose for my greater years is going to be better than my former years. My greater years is going to be better than my former years. I don't got sh- to share a bacon, egg and ch- a ba- uh, bacon cheeseburger with past portion no more. I can buy my own. When we first got married, we had a, a large fry, a bacon, bacon cheeseburger, and a soda with a light ice. Because I want all my drink. Because I had to drink mine first because when she drank it first, I, well, I got just ice. I was thirsty. But how many know those are my former years? My latter years, I don't gotta do that more. We 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 going uh, we going somewhere else. We not eat. I'm not a cheeseburger. What is a cheeseburger? I don't know last time I ate a cheeseburger. But I ate a steak? No. I haven't had a steak in a while, but I did have a lobster tail. Oh my god. And I had a lobster tail that came from um where was it from? What 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 Turks Caicos. And a lobster there is totally different. Than real lobster. Cause I'm scared of real lobsters, lobsters, tails. Those Jones look like they they, they would those baby lobsters. They weren't even done. I'm sorry. Anybody had a lobster tail? Oh but anyway. You're not gonna talk about my I'm going to Red Lobster after this. So just get the just get the bad just get the biscuits. Oh, yeah, y'all fasting. I'm fasting too. I had lobster tail in December, just to let y'all know. Now, it, wasn't, it wasn't yesterday. I got to put that disclaimer out. Pastor eating lobster, I mean lo- It was December. It was last year. Hey, I lost it last year. I don't have to tell y'all that in this room, do I? Yes, you do. I thought it said nothing with the shrimp to eat. And it, it can't be my deacons and ministers that's questioning Proverbs, come on, we almost do Proverbs, Proverbs 3, verse 21. My child, never drift off course for these two goals for your life. Pastor, when she said this on Thursday, I was like, to walk in wisdom and to discover your purpose. It's important for you in this season to walk in what? Wisdom and, and discover your purpose. Oh, here it is. Some of you might need to rediscover your purpose. Because some of you, your purpose was, was attached to your children, but now they grown. So now you might need to rediscover your purpose in the season of your life. What do you call me to do now with my finances? What do you need me to do now with my finances? Because sometimes you're fine, when you first started, you didn't have no money. But now you got money, God, so what do you want me to do? How do I rediscover my purpose for my finances? Don't ever forget how they empowered you. For they, they strengthen you inside and out and inspire you to do what's right, you will be energized and refreshed by the healing they bring. What? Purpose and wisdom. Tell your neighbor, don't be dumb. Get wisdom. And all you're getting 
Wisdom and understanding. What, 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 what is understanding? Understanding is taking wisdom, having experiences with wisdom, and now you have understanding. So to the place I get wisdom, and then here it is. Now I have experience. With, you know, a lot of people don't get jobs because they went to college and got wisdom, but they never had experience. Because they have experience, they don't have understanding. I could tell you what to do, but I never did it. But you get wisdom, find out what your pur- understanding, of course, and then find out what your purpose is. Discover your purpose. What is your purpose? Right now, before you go to college, find out what your purpose is. Purpose is not football. Purpose is not even a skill. What you do is you find out what your purpose, and those that now you give that to your skill. You give, you give that to your, 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 your athlete. You give that to it. Because if you end with being an athlete, you make that your purpose. If you get hurt, now you don't have no reason to live. There's no purpose in life. Because it was always ending my craft. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. Uh, one more. Can I take one more scripture? Stay, stay in purpose no matter what comes your way. 1 Corinthians 4, 16 says this. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Tell your neighbor, don't lose heart. Even if your outward man is perishing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When you start getting 50 years old, you start looking for a house on one level. Because those knees. When you wake up and you hear pot crispy, rice crispy trees, crack, 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 crack. You got to stress before you get out to bed. Don't get discouraged. And those that's 30 and 20 and y'all don't have to go through that, thank God. Thank God. But what happens is as when we get older, we start thinking about those things more than what God is doing. But on the inside, those things might happen, but on the inside, Oh, my God, I'm, I'm, I'm more alive. I'm more vibrant. I'm more on fire than I've ever been in my life. Nothing going to stop me. Man, you have not seen the best of demand yet. What? On the inside. So outside, don't let those things that maybe perish. That's what happens. But no, that's what happens with gravity. Things happen. But on the inside. On the inside, God is doing a good work. On the inside, God is changing me from the inside. Out. On the inside, nothing shall stop me. On the inside. On the outside, yeah, I'm taking all my multivitamins. I'm taking my echinacea. I'm taking, but on the inside. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some guy, you know, you got to get some stuff. But somebody gave me something. I got to tell you this real quick. Somebody gave me, for a gag gift, somebody gave me um, an old man's basket. I know she watches the, the, the broadcast, so. She gave me an old man basket. Inside the old man basket had, you know, I had needed something to, you know, something to scratch your back because, you know, you can't reach your back no more because after a while, you know what I mean? They put all types of stuff. Then she put some Bengay in there. She put some, just, uh, just gave me an old man basket for my 50th, right? I said, okay, cool, put it to the side. And one day, <laughs> I tried to get out my truck and my ankle did like that. And I And my, I said, Portia, Paris, where's that old man basket at? I need that big gay in there. But on the inside, I'm still not perishing. I might have to hop on one leg. Jesus, you are my. But 
on the inside. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Tell your neighbor, don't get discouraged. For our light afflictions. I'm going to tell you who it is. Where she at? I don't see her. I just saw her. Where is she at? Can't think. I can't see her. Everybody looking down. I'm going to say it's, it's, it's Damon McClure's wife who gave me that. Karen. She not here, but Karen gave it to me. For our light afflictions, which is, is but for a moment, is working for us far more exceedingly in an eternal way to glory. Things might become, but you got to look, it's a light affliction. I can't pay my bills today, but I'm going to pay them tomorrow. It's a light affliction. I might can't walk like I want to, but I'm going to walk them all. It's a light affliction. How many of you got to change your perspective to get what you want? If you make it, this going to be for a lifetime, it's going to be for a lifetime. But when you realize this is a light affliction. It's a light affliction. This is light to me. This is light to me. For the, our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceedingly a, 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 a eternal weight of glory. I love that. How many of this light affliction is building my strength? I'm getting stronger. It's working for me. I'm, I'm, I'm getting strong. Anybody say they're getting strong in this season? Anybody say do this fast? I to feel like I'm, I'm getting stronger. Your prayer life going to another level. You know I mean? I'm getting stronger. Things that used to get on my nerves. How many of you got to stay there? Sometimes you have, woo. Sometimes you got to have a, a life of prayer, fasting and prayer. Yes. It might not be food, but it might be I can't watch TV this week. Yes. It might not be watching TV. I can't do this right now. I got to stay off the t- phone this week. Why? Because as we're working on something, we're building our strength. Yes. Anybody? Somebody say, I want muscles. <laughs> don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> While we do not look at things which are seen, for the things which are not seen, for the things which are not seen are temporary. But the things which are not seen, but things which I mean, things which are seen are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Not in- internal, eternal. So what's not seen is what echoes in eternity. What goes generations after generations. I was talking to somebody the other day. Can you imagine now? We always think about leaving a legacy. And a lot of times our legacy is our finances. But can we remember where you leave a legacy of your faith? You leave a legacy of faith. It was that would echo into eternity. My grandfather told me this. My great my mother told me, my great-grandfather told me this. This is how we should live. My grandfather said we should have purpose. It echoes into eternity. So what you do right now should be echoing in eternity. Oh, I think we're done. So listen, us moving forward, we have to know the purpose of God and the wisdom of God. And how do we get the wisdom of God? We get the wisdom of God by his word. We get the wisdom of God by spoken words that you're hearing right now. You, they, we get the wisdom of God when there's rhema word. That means Holy Spirit is speaking to you. There's rhema word and there's logos word. Logos word is the written word of God. And rhema word is word that is inspired by God. It comes through the Holy Spirit. So you should be teaching yourself or training yourself to hear from God. Because our ear has been tuned in to what the world is saying. Our ear has been tuned into this cult church. 
And what this cult does is always trying to change you to be something different than what, who you are. So my job and your job is to tune in my hearing. My hearing comes not from here. It comes from my heart. And now finding out wisdom and then discovering my purpose. What is your purpose? There's so many people out right now, honestly, 90% of the people in this room, if I gave you the mic, I said, what your purpose is, I don't think you could tell me. But that's not a bad thing to get. As long as you know where you start at, you don't got to be there forever. So now let's figure out what your purpose is so that you can move forward and where you are. Because next week we're going to talk about for us to move forward, purpose, you have to start off with purpose, but purpose takes you to vision. Where I know who I am and what my purpose is, now I can pursue vision. A lot of you are doing vision boards and all those things. Those are great without knowing your purpose. And because you don't know your purpose, you're frustrated because you don't see the end of your vision because you never started with purpose. But now that we you know, start going out to pursuing purpose, I can now put a vision together, put goals together and plans together because I know my purpose. It's a, pers- a person who knows their purpose that gets the results, not the person who put a vision together. You put the cop before the horse. But I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know my purpose. Now I can get the vision. Stand to your feet. Come on. Lift up your hands. Father God, we thank you for the word. We thank you for changing to that word that we see, hear, and understand. We thank you, Father God, for what you said in our life, and we don't take it for granted. Father God, we ask for your wisdom, and we ask to discover our purpose in you in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you right now that you're giving your people wisdom. You're thanking right now that your people are humble enough to receive what Holy Spirit is saying and not be willing to stay, Father. What's the thing? It's a certainty and limited belief. But we make a decision, Father God, to be led by you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Man, that was a powerful word. Man, we praise God for Pastor DeMond standing in for us. And I pray you've been blessed by that message. But if you're listening to that message today and you're like, wow, I just thank God for everything that he's done. But I just don't know if... I'm, I'm in a position to move forward. If I'm, I'm in that position, well, the first step is to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you're listening to that message today and that's you, the first thing I want you to do is recognize that the Bible says God gave up his only son so that you could be a part of the kingdom, that you could advance, that you could have everything that he's made available. And so and he made it very simple. All you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so what we want to do right now is give you that opportunity. Just pray this prayer with me. Precious God, come into my heart. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I believe Jesus Christ died for me, and I want to make him my Lord and my Savior. Fill my heart. Make me your, be my father. Make me your child. Teach me how to live for you. If you've prayed that prayer, you're now the part of the body of Christ, the family of believers, and there's nothing anybody can do to stop you. The next step in your journey is to find a Bible-teaching, Bible-believing church, one that can assist you in your walk with Christ. And if you desire that today, we want to help you with that. The instructions are on the screen. Just go to our website at www.lovemychurch.org. Click contact us and fill out a connection card. Let us know you received Christ today. We are a virtual ministry, but we have all the components in place 
to help you in your walk with Christ. We have ministers available that will follow up with you, contact you, pray with you, and give you the instructions for the next steps. We even have virtual study groups that will meet together with you, help you and understand the word better. There are people that will call you. They'll talk with you. And even in your area, there are people who that can connect with you. So if you desire to be a part of the My Church family, go to the website, follow the instructions. Let us know who you are, and we'll be glad to connect with you. Secondly, if you've been blessed by this ministry and you want to help us continue the mandate that God's given us as the My Church and the My Church channel, click the donate button. Sow a financial seed. You can use Cash App, dollar sign My Church Lynchburg, PayPal.me forward slash My Church Lynchburg, or you can use the Givelify app. But however you desire to give, just know that your gifts are going to help us continue to do what God's called us to do. But in any event, just know that your gifts are going to continue to further the kingdom ministry. We're on just about every streaming platform there is. And this is a major undertaking that God has given us. So if you want to sow and help invest in something that you know is changing lives, follow those instructions on the screen. Sow into this ministry. Thirdly, make sure that you tune in next week for the next installment of this powerful, powerful series. And I will see you soon. God bless you. I'm Pastor Tuck. I love you. And thank you for watching the word at my church. And we'll be back with you shortly. Thank you for bearing with us during this time of transition. God bless you. I love you. And see you next time. At my church, we help people get better by teaching them how the word works. And we want to make sure there's no excuse not to get the word. It's our goal to make all of our ministries accessible on every smartphone, tablet, PC, and television connected to the internet. So whether you're a man who needs some wisdom, a woman who needs some encouragement, or a couple who needs guidance, the My Church channel has just what you need. Simply search for the My Church channel on Roku, Fire Stick, Apple TV, Google TV, and now LG TV, or visit MyChurchChannel.org. You can also download the My Church on the Go app from the Apple or Google Play App Store. Constantly on the move? Check out the Word at My Church podcast from your favorite podcast platform. Or simply download the Word at My Church skill from your Alexa-enabled device. But whatever you do, make sure you stay connected. See you soon. I won't let you go until you bless me. There's got to be a resolve on the inside of the church. Woo, glory! I told you, God has chosen us to be his change agents in the earth. Do me a favor, y'all. Share the room, whether you're on Clubhouse, whether you are on Facebook, whether you're on YouTube. Different from ever before. If, if, you're, if your recovery is fresh or if your addiction-free lifestyle. I want to be able to rejoice in the um, adversities that were there. We're seeing all of these things happen and the sad thing is, it's happening by our own decision. You know, a lot of people deal with a lot of uh, depression, mm -hmm. uh, anxiety.
anxiety, anxiety, frustration. Just thinking back, man, you know, how long this this run has been going with us, man. That's right. It's, That's right. you know.